0: Hey,
1: Hey, yo, what it do? It's your boy, Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is...
0: Sofrito Speaks.
1: Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Damas y caballeros. Y ustedes in between. This is Sofrito Speaks, season six, episode number eight. 18, mm-hmm. yes. A subscriber episode for our subscribers, obviously. And that's what a subscriber episode is. Okay, we did it. let's we did go it. <laughs> Let's go right into <laughs> our first section, which is El Chisme, the part of the show where we let you know what had us fucked up, and everything in between in the past week. You want to start off? I
0: have a couple things, uh, but the one that's the freshest. Okay, so I don't know if it was here that I said it, Instagram, TikTok, I don't know where I said it. But I have invited Sulma to church. And last week, right? And I was supposed to invite her two weeks ago. I didn't listen to God. And I didn't do it. Because I was like, this is my time. I don't want to invite anybody with me to come with me. It's me and you time. I was upset. So I didn't do it. When I tell you nagging me, like nagging me, like, no, you have to invite your mom to church. So last Monday, as I like was getting ready for work, um, Sulma was standing in the kitchen. So I had said like, I, it, it literally was almost like someone gave me like a co, like a coco like, yo say it. So I looked at her, I was like, ma. She was like, yes, and I was like, what? you're coming to church with me on Sunday. <laughs> it was so stupid and childish. And like, she goes, okay. She ended up not going because she decided that it was she wanted to be in La Calle with her siblings, and she went salsa dancing last Saturday, so she didn't. She came home late on Sunday. I mean, she came home late Saturday, so she didn't go to church for me on Sunday. Ah, but that being okay. So we go today. Um, and there's a reason why everything happens, right? There's a reason why I, I was I was being told that I had to invite her to church. Um, because I got to watch her rededicate her life to Christ today in church. Like she got up and walked to the altar. And I didn't realize I literally like don't you guys understand? Like how my brain was processing this was wild. I thought Shodi was getting up to go to the bathroom because she drinks water like a fish. So that's why I thought she was asking me to move because I always sit like towards the towards the aisle. So I'm thinking I'm getting up to move for her to go to the bathroom. I see her start so walking up towards the altar and I immediately start crying because I was like, oh, this is why you want... Bet heard you. Okay, this is why you wanted me to bring her here. Bet," And I start crying because I'm like, you what? Like I was not, <laughs> I was not prepared for any of that. Um, My mom's also never been like involved in church like that. She's never, that's not something that I've seen. So I basically got to plant the seed. Um, And I myself, I'm going to be getting more involved in church. So it was, I didn't realize that in that moment, that was something that I needed to see. Um, nor did I think I would be the one to set the to set the example because I remember being a teenager and Sulma asking me, hey, do you want to go to church with me? And I'd be like, no, 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 no. And now I'm the one that's like, hey, do you want to go to church with me? It's funny, as we were driving back home after church, she was like, you know, that's something that I prayed for. I was like, what? And she's like, I prayed. I used to tell God, you know, it's okay if they don't come with me today because I pray that one day they'll be asking me to go to church with them. And I was like, yo, I don't want to cry anymore. My mascara came out wonderful today. Can we stop, please? Like, I, it was, and, and I literally, like, in that moment, I was like, nobody can tell me, God, like, you can't, like, you just can't, you can't. And me being obedient and listening to what it was that he wanted me to do, invite my mom to church. Even though he knew I enjoy my one-on-one time with him, the drive to church, being in service and the drive back home, I enjoy that time. I was like okay this isn't about me and like watching again watching her up at the altar and like listening to the pastor speak to and she wasn't the only one it was a bunch of people you know at like the end of the service they do the altar call and they say like if you want to rededicate your life to Christ if you want to come to Christ for the first time watching my mom go up there and like rededicate I was just like a, yeah like I my spirit was leaping and it had me messed up like it really genuinely had me messed up because it wasn't something that I like prepared for. Like I wasn't ready for that. I was not ready to be uh, emotional in seeing that. So it it, it messed me up. Like a whole on. So soon Marie dedicated her life to Christ.
1: <laughs> Benny's gone.
0: <laughs> I can't stand you. So that had me that had me messed up in a good way though. Had me messed up in a good way.
1: I love that. But I saw the whole visual play out.
0: Yeah. That's
1: cute. I That's also cute. was fucked up in a good way with my mom.
0: <gasps> yes, Sulma! Um, Yay, Sulma!
1: Um, yesterday. Well, you don't have to say her. So she's your cousin. I don't care. I'll still
0: say she's okay, older than okay, me. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> yesterday, uh, my mom had. Well, earlier in the week, my mom had asked me to go out for lunch on the um on the weekend, and I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and then like we went out to lunch and we had a good time. We shared some laughs, you know, gossip, regular <laughs> shit. So then I drop her off. And as I drop her off, like I'm watching her get out of the car. And in my mind, I'm just like. This lady, like she's, you know, she's aging mm. and she's getting older and like I'm start. She wasn't like, you know, wobbler. Like it was just just like this thought that came through my head of like your mom, is getting oh, older. Bro, and I got, like, emotional. emotional. It's so trippy. Like, yeah, he don't know. it's so trippy. And mind you, my mom's, like... Well, I'm not going to say her age, but she's not... She's not...
0: She's not my Sulema's
1: age. Yeah, my mom she's, is 66. She's, she's... Yeah, I'm 30... Okay, I will say this. I'm 33, and she had me at, I believe, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. So you do the math. Um, But... I just was like, and then she before she gets out, she's like, "Thank you for taking time out of your day for me." And I was like, <laughs> I was like? Why is this? Why is, is this one hitting different?" Ride. And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, thank you for taking." She's like, "I know you're you've been really busy, like, and you have like everything going on." And she's like, "I know that you usually spend your time at the studio." And she's like, and you took time out for me. I really appreciate that. I was like.
0: Wait, not me getting emotional. Right. I was
1: like, what? Wait. I was like, mom. I was just like, mom. I'm like, anytime. I'm like, you just tell me anytime. And then, of course, my smart ass. I was like, thank you for paying. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. You know, cause I'm like I'm a, I'm an emotional gang so like, I can't let you know that you got me.
0: You're right, but
1: I that left me like for the rest of the day the day, and I just was like, I fucking love this lady. She pisses the fuck off. She pisses me the fuck off, but I love this lady. Mm-hmm. What had me bad fucked up is it who's who has ever gotten food from that street truck right there on um, Essex between Mc, um, where McDonald's is. Where the railroad is. Baby, okay, last night we were so hungry when we came back from our night out that we went... Okay, first of all, um, Burger King on Broadway, you ain't shit. Promoting that you're open 24 hours, we pulled up and y'all was like, we closed for the night. I'm like, not the bright neon sign that says open 24 <laughs> hours drive through. It. it specifically says drive through. So they were closed, which I believe that everything around this area that says it's open 24 hours, it's not. It's a lie. Because McDonald's and Methuen does this. You didn't like... go to Big and Beefy? Why
0: didn't you go to
1: Big and Beefy? So we went to Big and Beefy. They were the already closed. Was... It was 4.30 a.m. Oh. And what I was... The... Where were we... you? I, I was like, there's no way these people are closed. But they were not... Like We were there for like five minutes. We're like, hello. They were not responding. And we were just like, whatever. So then... We're like, yo, we're starving. Like, we're, we were like, we need to eat something before we go to bed. Like, the way that everything has planned out. So, baby, we need to eat something. So, we went there and we got the food. And I opened my, my plate. And, every, you know, I'm like, all right. You know, obviously, with your, with your drunk goggles on, you're like, oh, my God, this looks delicious. Because you're like, I'm starving. But I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating it. Everything tastes great. You know, fine. Boom. I get to go grab my, fr- you, oh, I grab my fries and it's sitting in a puddle. Like actually like, like if somebody went and dropped the oil literally <gasps> over no. and I like my mind stop. my like, my thoughts just like stop. And I'm just like, you're going to die. I'm like, throw this fucking plate away. After I had an ate all this chicken, I had to throw the plate away. Cause I was like, I cannot even, I cannot even put this fry in my mouth. Cause I will freaking die. The fries are it was it was insane. It was like a sopa. Ew. I'm like, so you took the fries out of the fryer and didn't think, you know, you're supposed to dangle it over the the fryer, yeah, yeah, so that the oil can fall. You know, you might get a little bit of oil, but I'm like, wow. So yeah, that had me fucked up. Ew. Don't play with my food. Period poo.
0: Ew, especially when you're especially when you're inebriated and you like want something to eat because you're so hungry and whatever. Like I know.
1: Screams. And then I woke up this morning and um, my mom walks in the room, and she's like, "The first thing I say, I turn around and I'm like, i am like, I ate food from a truck last night.'" She starts laughing because she knows she's like, "I have the runs," because that food, baby. Oof. Yeah. 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 So you! let's. That's it. That's all you got.
0: You know, I was, um, I did tell you guys that I quit my, my second job after ha- only having it for like three weeks. Um, it just wasn't it. It just wasn't it. Um, we're not putting that on the resume. No, that we're just, job, we're not. We're, it's already there because I've had it in the past. Oh, okay, 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 did it somewhere else, but it's fine. I'm not, we're not putting that on the resume. We're not doing that. Um, yeah, nah. No, you know what? Okay, no, no, no. This time me messed up
1: parents this just don't f- understand this one's nah, nah. parents, they don't understand um they ain't gonna
0: get it i just need y'all no. to make sure that before you go like while out you maybe see somebody with authority before you try to take matters into your own hands um because kids will be kids yes but Wait, un- what? What? So before like, you go
1: wild out, like go off in the before night?
0: You, no, no, no. Before you wall out, like before you, like, oh, before go you off on of someone, before you get upset about something, did you speak to the proper channels? Mm. Because if I'm hearing something for the first time and I have the authority in the situation where I can handle it and you didn't talk to me about it, it's going to be a bigger issue for you. So, like, you probably should talk to me about mm. it before it gets to that point. Because without saying too much, because obviously I. I want to keep it as confident, like as confidential as possible. But like in the generalizing, when it comes to, you know, bringing your kids somewhere or having, you know, whether it be daycare, after school, during school, whatever, are we keeping track of who are we ta- who we're who talking to before we're like, we're going to take it into the streets? Like, that's just like so weird to me. Like, how do you just skip levels? And then you're like, all right, this is what we're doing. Um, but please, like, wh- again... Why would you bring your child somewhere if you don't trust that the people that are there are going to have their best interests at heart? So I had to have a sit-down conversation with a parent that was on that tip, and I was like, yo, it doesn't need to be like that. I'm sorry that in the past, your requests or your concerns fell upon deaf ears. I'm sorry for that.
1: Communication, baby. But they
0: are not going... It's not going to go to waste when you talk to me. Like, I do take things seriously I take children's safety seriously I take bullying seriously you know um so I it, it was it was it had me messed up because of how it started how I caught word how I got wind of it but and then it ended up being in a good way because I was able to have um I'm able to build a relationship with a parent where they can trust that their kids are safe when they are um where I'm at which is essentially what my job is like I want you to feel safe having your kids here. Right. Now, does that mean that you're going to nitpick every single thing? No, No, because then I'm (laughs) going to have a problem. But on the grand scheme of things, like the big issues, I'm going to take it seriously. Like, I'm not just going to, like, Brush it off. And shame on any educator, anybody who's in any type of leadership role and it has to do with working with children and children being under your care. Shame on you if a parent is disclosing to you that something is going on with their child and you have not taken the proper precautions and steps to make sure that that parent, A, feels like their child is safe, B, that child is safe, and C, the person who is harming that child is held accountable. If you are not doing those things, I'm sorry, you cannot. I have no respect for you in this space. Mm -hmm. If you as an educator or in any type of leadership position that requires you having to be in charge of children and you are not using your platform, your authority to make sure that these children are safe, because it's not just about me making sure that this parent feels safe. I had to pull the kids to the side to let them know I understand that you guys might have a lack of trust for adults in my position because they let you down and I'm going to make it my mission to earn your trust. I don't just think that you have to give it to me because I'm the adult in the room. No, adults have hurt you in the past. I acknowledge that. And I'm going to make sure that the adults that you are now in contact with while under my supervision understand that as well. And I'm going to make sure that we earn your trust so that way you know that this is a safe space for you, where you can be, be yourself, and grow as the young adult that you're going to grow into. There's Point blank and period. Like, again, if you are not doing those things and this is just a check to you, cool, admit that. But don't look at a parent sideways when they come to you with an issue and they talking to you while disrespectful because you're not doing your job because it's just a check for you. If it was just a check for me, I wouldn't be here. It's something that I'm good at. What I do, I'm great at. How I handle children, I'm great at. How I coach up when it comes to my staff, I am great at. I know that those are my strengths and it took me a long time to realize that the, my strengths do lie in those things. So I will hold other people accountable if they have the same position as me and they're slipping up. we got to raise the bar, you know what I mean? Um, so with that, if you work in a school with children at any capacity and you have to you know, come in contact with parents and things are going down and you're not taking the proper precautions in order to make sure that these people feel safe or that their children feel safe when they're with you, you might want to reconsider. I think you need to reconsider. You should
1: probably reconsider.
0: Please reconsider.
1: Thank you. The reconsideration of the nation. Thank you.
0: Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
1: Yes, honey, let's close this section out and head over to our next. I don't even. Did I make noise or did I say words? You said words. <laughs> <Our> next <laughs> section, which is. Ay bendito. Hey, welcome back. This is Ivanito, the part of the show where we let you know um, where we actually discuss any global or local headlines. I am glitching. I am, uh, it was the glitching. Oily fries from last night. Yeah, get, I am glitching getting, today. They're getting him. Um, so let's talk about Mr. Abad a bunny, El Conejo Malo, who Ay. is doing this cute PR stunt and dating Miss Kendall Jenner. Because it's a PR
0: stunt. You can't tell me it's not. Uh,
1: it is a Puerto Rican stunt. It very much is. Um, the U.S. Sun reports keeping up. Chris uh, Jenner's, Jenner's critiques. Think momager is giving Kendall's new man Bad Bunny a hand with his career after spotting a clue, and the clue is that he's going to be on. I don't know if this is the name of the show.
0: Carpool Karaoke. Uh,
1: The Late Late Show is what it, how they have it yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah, That's late the show. name of it. Isn't
0: that with um what's his name? What's his
1: James name? Corden. There we go. and Oh my God! I have like a hair stuck in my piercing and it's annoying me. Um. Tease an upcoming episode of Carpool Karaoke that will feature the musician. Some critics believe that the reason he'll be on the show was somehow orchestrated by Chris uh, in a popular online thread. One fan speculated Mama Chris definitely had her hands in this. Another agreed writing James is connected to one of the production companies that produces the Hulu show. I wouldn't say it's a coincidence at all um it's gonna be interesting to see a white man singing um, i don't want to
0: see i don't want to see it (laughs) i don't want to see it i'm
1: good uh another person said i mean all these people are in the same ass industry it's not that weird that they know the same people this is a reach replied another uh there was also a theory going around that chris jenner had paid bad bunny three point something million dollars to do to not due to date Kendall Jenner, um, because of everything that's going on with Kylie Cosmetics and uh, with Miss Chloe Kardashian over there. So what's this, going on
0: with Chloe now? They didn't I'm confused. The same thing that's been
1: going on. Tristan.
0: Yeah. Right, but isn't he? They just had a second baby, or is she? Is the get still pregnant? I, I guess know, they're whatever. just trying
1: to get, keep the attention off of that. Um, but we'll see what happens. Mister Bad Bunny has some, you know. If I know a Puerto Rican the way I know a Puerto Rican baby is that there's a bag at the end of that tunnel. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's head over to Hollywood Unlocks. That report, Shaka Khan sincerely apologizes for comments towards Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey, and Adele. It wasn't my intention to upset anyone. Um, The whole statement sounds like a publicist wrote it. Uh, they They said, after going viral earlier this week for some shady comments towards rumored frenemy, Mary J. Blige, Plus Mariah Carey and Adele, legendary songstress Shaka Khan says she sincerely apologizes, noting it wasn't my intention to upset anyone. Um, I just, I, I I just hate that we live in a world where these celebrities cannot have an opinion. Right. They cannot.
0: Everything has to be an apology. And it's
1: like, I feel like.
0: Why?
1: You know, if Shaka Khan just ain't into you, bro, she just ain't into you. Like, what? Why does she... What did she even say? She just said, like, um, I kind of briefly heard the interview on um, Way Up with Anjali Recent, Recently, I was asked about a list of the greatest singers of all time. And instead of questioning the need for such a list, I was pitted against other artists and I took the bait. As artists, we are unfairly put into boxes, categories, or on lists. Being an artist or musician is not a competition; it's a gift for which I am truly grateful. This is her statement. Mm. It was not my intention to cause pain or upset anyone. To anyone that felt this way, I sincerely apologize. Uh, she basically was just like saying how she she was shocked that the placement of like Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, and Adele. And if I remember correctly, were they too
0: high? I don't think they were. Eight.
1: i'm not gonna comment on that what no comment I'm no, I'm, i don't i don't have anything to say about beyonce she's a great singer okay she really has the opportunity to be a great singer she has what it takes she got the chops she does okay? i'm not gonna go through uh, everybody another one go ahead Ju- just ahead of you No. adele at 22 okay i quit <laughs> You've really i'm me. sorry oh it's too much did I bring it down? Did I bring this shit down? Like, oh, we, we, we All right, so that's a little bit of what was said. And, um, Miss <laughs> Shaka Khan, baby, you are funny. So, you like Shaka Khan, you know some I of her do, songs. I, do. I know who Shaka Khan is, and I, I, I probably know a song, but I cannot name a song off the top of my head. So,
0: I feel like everybody sings the <laughs> sweetest thing can stay but that's like Rufus as well thank you are the one for me here as well I know I city girls just, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'll sample it at some point just want um,
1: let's move on to things that actually matter and we'll shed a tear. Uh, this is from NPR Kiska, the loneliest whale in the world dies at Canada amusement park I found Kiska's story um, Probably at the beginning of last summer on TikTok, it just popped up on my feed, and I followed the page immediately. I think it's like "Where Seas" or something like that, and I could not believe it. So this this whale, this amusement park was closed, and the whale was uh, believed to be 47 years old. Died on Thursday, this past Thursday, um, and. It resided at Ma- Marine Land's a zoo and amusement park in Niagara Falls after being captured in the Icelandic waters in 1979 alongside Kiko, the star of the movie Free Willy. Mm. Um, so I guess they closed the the marine Marine Land, mm-hmm. and they left this whale alone to swim in in their you know where they w- were being held captive and like. So protesters found out about it and they were like flying drones. Like there's not really much they can do. They were protesting. But n-
0: I just don't get how in a whole account was made and like nobody was like, all right, let's go get this whale out and well, release it back into the wild I, or put it in a different zoo. Like,
1: yeah, I feel like.
0: Also, just know we're not for we're not pro zoos. We think zoos suck.
1: Yeah, I think zoos are. I mean. Aquariums, I, it depends it, de- it, de- it depends aquariums
0: it, zoos, you name it, I think leave the if, animals in the wild leave them where I,
1: they I do I do think that that some humans of the zoos suck. are rehab rehabilitation centers yeah. and like for animals that are at high risk of extinction,
0: well, why are they extinct? because
1: humans suck. because humans are but humans are killing them in the wild, like rhin, the white rhino, we saw the the disappearance of the white rhino right. because you know, the white people couldn't stop hunting them. It's like fucking weird ass stop. shit, bro. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just sad to see that, you know, when, when this popped up on my feed again, I think it was Friday night. Um, I, I was just like, like, like actually upset about this. Yeah. I was just like, like what upset. the fuck? Like imagine just being like, obviously, you know, some of us are already whales, but imagine just being a whale. <laughs> Myself included, Um, being the loneliest whale in the tank and, you know, just swimming around in circles, and that's all you can do. Like, you know, we go crazy with our daily routines and we're doing, uh, you know, a hundred things. Imagine just your only thing that you can do is just circle around this tank and you are alone Mm. every day, day in, day out. Sad. Yeah. So what else? You have something on, on uh, zoos as well.
0: Yeah, so Puerto Rico's lone zoo to be permanently closed after years of complaints. The government is closing the U.S. territory's only zoo, which has been shut down since Hurricane Irma and Maria battered the island in September of 2017 as the federal authorities investigate accusations of mistreatment of the animals. Oh, my God. So there's about 300 animals and they need to figure out what they're going to do with them because they're shutting down
1: also i was thinking about this i was in el Junque gallivanting around this you know this rainforest and i saw a video the other day of a python in el Junque. and i'm like not me just enjoying my best life in el Junque in this river like swimming to the bottom with goggles and and not even thinking once, like, what if you run into an anaconda? Like, this is an actual rainforest. rainforest. Like, there's wild animals here. And, I mean, the, the thought did cross my mind of, like, a tiger or um, a jaguar, like, coming into the water. But, man, I... And then I was thinking about how a few years back, I hiked El Junque all the way to the top. And I was like, like, nothing... Like a rattle like a snake could have came out of nowhere. Like, and I was not thinking about it. I did hike. Um, if you ever go to California, visit Vasquez Rocks. It's where they shoot a lot of the movies where, um, you know, they're on Mars and stuff. Like, that's usually the set that they use, and it is absolutely beautiful. Bring some water because I learned the hard way. Um, I thought I was gonna die. I really believed, really deep down in my soul, that those were my last moments. Um, no, because I I gave up mid hike because I couldn't take it no more. And it's a, it's a flat hike. It's not, you're not hiking up. And I had decided that it would be smart to hike up and across rather than just go the trail. It wasn't, it wasn't. And it was very scary. And I ran into a, I don't know if, if there's a terminology for it, but a group of snakes. And I just looked at them and I'm like, I'm, this is it. Like, I'm going to die. And when I got to the exit, the group that i was with was pulling around the corner so they're like you could have just went with us and we would have got here at the same time and i was like you know what fuck you you know what (laughs) respectfully lose my number let's go ahead and close this section now and head over to our next section which is caldero talk
0: welcome to little taco which is the part of the show where we are going to give you the topic at hand the meat the and we are going to dissect and discuss said topic yes. so here we go
1: here we go oh you want me to
0: no i got it okay um so <laughs> i was just letting you finish out um so I wanted to talk about, oh my God, what did I write down?
1: Behavior patterns. Behavior
0: patterns, that's what it was. Let's
1: give y'all the definition, a recurrent way of acting by an individual or group toward a given object or in a given situation. Behavior patterns.
0: So let me give you a little bit of context as to how this came up. So earlier this week, I had a friend I, and I put this on TikTok. I had a friend who had sent me a video of this white woman was doing like the whole get you a girl who could do both. Um, and she pulled off the, the dressy look and then the tomboy look. My response to the video was Ugh, something about white women doing the tomboy look irks me. So my boy said, why specifically white women? Mm. And be like
1: that
0: I said, I don't know, it's probably rooted in trauma or something. And that was it, that was, my boy left me on red, bet. And then I'm driving home from the gym and I started to think about it and I was like, wait a minute. No, that's definitely rooted in trauma. So I thought back to middle school. That was what, that was where my brain landed in the archives, middle school. And we had moved to, moved the town over to Methuen um, from Lawrence. Methuen swears they better just cause they got trees. It's literally Lawrence with trees. Um, but at the time, population of uh, people of color in this school was like maybe 3%. And <clears throat> with that, I was maybe one of three Latinos in the school. Um, and then it was like, whatever, doesn't matter. Demographic doesn't matter. Cool. At my first introduction to bullying, racism, you name it, was at this school. So it was a group of girls decided that they were going to pick on me and at the time like i didn't know it was bullying i didn't have like a term for it i didn't whatever because i always held my own so i never i never thought i was like a victim of bullying because i was like i i wasn't going home upset at night you know it wasn't keeping me up because i've always been confident as a kid even as a kid um so i was just like these girls are being stupid whatever So they decided to start a rumor. So I dressed in baggy clothes because that's just, that was what I was comfortable in. And this was seventh grade. um, So we want to dissect, we want to go deeper. Um, The reason why I was wearing baggy clothes was because I didn't realize at the time I was depressed because my brother had died the year prior in sixth grade. So seventh Mm. grade, and I'm now being bullied. And I'm wearing my brother's hoodies to school. I'm wearing his sweaters to school. Um, As an adult looking back, I can see that I was showing signs of depression, um, because I just like, aside from like, I was bathing, I bathed every day, whatever, cause I had to, um, but I didn't care about my appearance. The only thing I cared about was making sure my hair was done. That was literally it. Everything else I didn't care. I just threw the first thing that I saw. on well, what did I see in my closet every day? My brother's hoodies. Um, so that's what I was wearing. And so these girls who I thought were my friends, um, started a rumor that I was a lesbian because of how I dress. Lesbian, Lucy. And so with that, (laughs) I was so innocent and naive as a child that I didn't know what the term meant. So I asked, what does that even mean? And this girl, I'm not even going to say her name. I remember her first and last name. not even going to say it. Um, I remember her saying, oh, it means that you like girls. So again, super naive. I was like, well, yeah, you guys are my friends. And she was like, no, like you want to kiss them. And I was like, ew, no. Keep in mind, I wasn't kissing boys either. So before y'all try to come for me about why was it gross, I wasn't kissing boys either. The thought of just kissing was gross to me when I was 12. Um, 11? 11. Um, So I was just like, oh. I was like, ew, no. Like, you guys are my friends. Whatever. And so now when I see that the tomboy look is like aesthetic and it's like cute and it's this and that, I realize that it irks me when white women do it because white women were the ones that made me feel like shit because I was a tomboy. I did wear baggy clothes um, and stuff like that. So I would not have been able to come to that um, full circle if my boy didn't ask the question, like, why specifically this said group of people? Um, And I was able to dissect it. So when I say I am self-aware, mi gente, it's not for clickbait. It's not to make me sound, you know, mysterious. It's not to make me sound smarter. No, like I genuinely am self-aware. Like it's one thing to be like, "Oh, my energy's off today. I'm just in a bad mood today or whatever." That's like a that's like a that's like a level of self-awareness. Like I am aware that right now in this moment I will not be pleasant to be around. Okay, cool. But what about the other things? The things that we don't speak about? I didn't realize that that was even an issue because I was just thinking it. I had never said it out loud. But once I unleashed it, I've said this before, when you can name it, you can tame it. Once I unleashed it, I was able to get to the root of the problem and I was able to figure out, oh, this is why this bothers me. That's another layer of self-awareness that not many people have, but we think that so one might think that they're better than because they have self-awareness. But it's like, how how far are you digging in your self-awareness to truly be aware of your triggers, your traumas, and how to combat those things in conversation? Now, I easily could have told my boy, because I can't stand white women. Like I could have said something like that. Yeah. And then we would have just let it, leave it right there. A lot of the times when people question... Certain things that we say, we want to get defensive. I didn't get defensive. I leaned into it. So I was like, matter of fact, nah, I'm doing all this work. Let's keep going. I don't want to just stop here. No, let's keep going. And it wasn't an uncomfortable question. It was a genuine question that he asked. And it made me go down this rabbit hole of like, oh, shoot, this is a thing. So I'm curious to know, is there moments where you're like, yeah, I could see how that'd be a problem. I could see how that would be problematic. And how do you navigate that? Like, how do you,
1: well, how do you navigate through that?
0: I, I, I can literally sit there and I can pinpoint each thing and I can just, I can keep prompting questions for myself mm. and keep going and keep going, and keep going. Like, it's not, it's not hard for me. I'm, I like to self reflect. I love sitting and self reflecting. And so, sometimes it's difficult to have to sit there and it goes along with what we talked about last week. Um, or even just what we talk about all the time of like that being wanting to grow. But in growing, you have to have uncomfortable conversations mm. like I've said in the past with
1: yourself and you with have other to, people, you
0: have to spend the rest of your life with yourself. <clears throat> mm. So if you can't and you had the same reaction the first time that I said that <laughs> you have to spend the rest of your life with yourself. Maybe if that's the truest you thing. You cannot look yourself in the mirror and really start to get to the root of each problem then you're going to be running in circles. running in circles. Like I want to release y'all from the shackles that your mind has you in because you just refuse to dig deeper. Some of the <clears throat> stuff that you're probably going to um, recall might be something that Because of trauma, you put away, you tucked it away so deep that you forgot it even happened because you really tricked yourself into believing that something didn't happen in order to move through life. But it's going to come up in other ways. So the reason that I preach consistently of like digging deeper and really truly getting to know yourself is because it's going to release your mind from whatever prison you put it in because of trauma. That's mm. how I get past things. Mm. I I will sit there and I will ask the questions and I'll be like, okay, so what happened that this made you mad? And then I'll start to just like think about it. And I can't sit here and run a list of questions that I ask myself because they vary depending on the situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that I'm trying mm-hmm. to shed light on.
1: Minds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I think uh, I was sitting here trying to figure out like a certain story to bring and share, but um you know one that's that is sticking out to me is like I was in the seventh no I was in the ninth grade and I was very depressed I became depressed in the seventh grade that was my first time ever noticing that I had depression I didn't know what it was I just was I went mute for a year like baby the breath was hot because it was not my mouth was not opening during school um it was the first time that I had to experience change because mm. uh, they they put that stupid rule that you had to go to school near your your house, which took me out of um, North Central Elementary and brought me now to the Haverhill Street School, which was the Haverhill Cheap School because there was no funds. Like there was, we didn't have paper, and I came from a school that, you know, was what school was this? North Central Elementary, where Notre, Notre Dame is now. That used to be an elementary school and it used to be called North Central oh, Elementary. And wow. that's where I went um, from uh, fourth grade all the way till sixth grade. No, grade. yeah. Yeah. And then in seventh grade, they made us go to the Haverhill School and I lost all my friends. Like I was really popular. Like I had, yeah, I'm like not I surprised. was. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I was really like with the shits and I still talk to them still to this day on Facebook. But, um, yeah, I had, and I was mute and I had this, you know, d- depression go on. Then I went to the Arlington School and and baby, when I tell you that I, I was in the hood, I was like, oh baby, I'm, I'm not about this life. Um, and uh, then I went to high school and my depression kicked up a notch. Like I realized that I did not care to interact with these people. I did not care to be around them Um you know, and so many things were happening, especially with my sexuality coming to realization with that. Um, and I would always be sleeping in class. And one day, the history teacher, um, and I'm going to say his name because I feel like a lot of people have stories about him. Uh, Mr. Carpinito, I don't know if you ever met him, but um, and I don't know where he is now and I hope he's doing well. But um, he came one day and he like banged this. First of all, this is a white man, a big grizzly bear type white man um, who first day told us the AC stays on all year long. And we were just like, even in the winter. And he's like, all year long. The AC does not turn off. If you ever turn off my AC, you will be kicked out. And we were just like, "What the fuck? Like, what torture chamber is this?" That's wild. Um, and that's my that's my sleeping condition. So like, it's like when the room is cold, I'm knocking out. Um, so he banged a, a book on my desk and like was like, "Wake up! What the?" F-? And he curses and he he told you the day, the first day that he curses. Um, and he was like. This is before consent and, and all these these things. You know, They didn't ask for those things. They didn't give a fuck. You were in their zone, mm-hmm. and they were running this shit the way they wanted to run it. Right. And he was like, what the fuck are you going to do with your life? If all you're ever fucking doing is sleeping, he's like, what do you want to be when you get older? And I was like, I want to be an entertainer. And like in front of everyone demanded this answer, and I was like, I want to be an entertainer. And no one, like I said, I was quiet. I was depressed. No one really knew me. And this was before I started dancing, before I started any of this. I just knew... That I wanted to be an entertainer. When I would go home, I would practice learning choreography, performing all of these things that I was like teaching myself with my cousin Shakira, and um, so I knew this. I knew that like high school is gonna be done, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go move to New York and do this. Um, and he was like, "How the fuck are?" You? He's like, "Have you ever been on a stage?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Well, how the fuck do you ever think you're gonna become an entertainer if you've never performed?" That's wild. And that shit stuck with me, for so like for so many years. Like that, like I like I think the next month I joined the Lawrence High School dance team, and I just was like, any stage I can get on, I need to get on because that was that was what was in, in, implemented in my head was yeah. like, if you want to be a star, you got to get on stage. And it, yes, it was in a positive light, but at the end of the day, when I burned out. Cause I was extending myself so much that I wasn't seeing anything. Cause I was a yes man to uh, to all these opportunities and gigs that yeah. weren't really providing anything besides footage. Um, when I burned out, when I was twenty seven, I remembered that moment and I was just like, "You really was pushing this dance shit, but really, why you were pushing it was because of what those the words that he said to you that day." That's
0: wild. Do you I- think that <clears throat> in so it's interesting that you said you were even at that age, you were like exhausting yourself to no end. Do you think that that has still stuck with you even in to your 30s because of how much you jam pack your schedule like that literally planted that seed to where you are occupying all of your time?
1: Yeah, I, well, I think the the jam packing the schedule and, and everything that I do now, um, I think stems from being in my 20s and listening to those motivational videos mm. that they're like, you got to do all of this. And- when everybody's mm. asleep,
0: you got to be up yeah, at 3 a.m. Yeah, and a. I was like, yeah, I got to be up at 3 a.m. The rest of the world is asleep. And that's I would, when you work.
1: Yeah, I would literally get yeah. up at 3 a.m. and then just be like, why am Why, why am, am I uh, doing this?
0: Nothing's open. I can't get <laughs> anything done at this time.
1: Um, So... There are, there, you know, it's it's hard to say that because there are pros and cons to, to certain things. Like, I do believe in discipline. I do believe in, in you do have to get up. You know, I have to get up at four o'clock to go to the gym. I have to do that. Or if not, I'm going to have a bad day or whatever the case. But I do also think that that extreme beat, like those extreme words that you're, you're filling up in your head can also lead to these burnout moments yeah. where you're just like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And it's not healthy because you're not building a sustainable pattern you're literally just doing something to the extreme because somebody's telling you or that's what you that's what you're hearing all the time and right. that's how i felt about dance you know i can even you know go back into you know um, body issues body dysmorphia oh
0: i know where mine stem from yeah and like
1: even thinking like how when i was in the 4th grade like i was on diets and doing tai bo daily Fourth grade, because I was afraid that I was gonna get fat.
0: I literally, I mean, here's the thing,
1: and and but that stems from family telling me, "Ay, mira qué gordito que tú estás." and like yep. when I see pictures of yep. myself at that age, I'm like.
0: That's what y'all Can were I calling. get that body? Right.
1: <laughs> That's what y'all was calling. That's what y'all was calling. I wonder what the hell you calling me now. Shit.
0: Right. Um, yeah, no. I definitely am able to pinpoint a lot of where certain things um come from. You know, mm. my relationship with food. Um
1: baby, my relationship with food is so unhealthy. It's mm. insane. And I have not been able to pin pinpoint it. I mean
0: Well, I think the start is like, especially within the Latin community, and I've 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 spoke about this. Um, I made a video about this before. It's the you better clear off your plate before you can get up from that Ooh. table, and then if you, my mom then, used to
1: shove our fucking face. I just gave my mom props earlier, but she used to shove our face in the plate if we didn't finish the food.
0: Because it was probably done to her. yes. So break the cycle. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm just going to have like, kids. And right, and then it's like. <laughs> It, it's that whole, like, you better finish your plate. And then, not only that, when you go to um, somebody's house to visit, and let's just say you just ate at home, you go to comer house, otra vez. you have to eat again because it's disrespectful for you to decline a plate when they offer it to you. So you have to eat again. So it's like, yo, where am I going to find the energy to, like, eat this right now? And it's like, you go, you got to finish your plate, whatever. I know where my relationship with food uh, stemmed from. Baby, I, know, I know exactly where it came from. Um, and... You know, I I might speak about this on a, at a later date, all the triggers and traumas and and stuff like that that I endured mm, because triggers it's, and it's all coming from a person um, that I was supposed to feel safe with. And, and that's not the case. But um, that's a conversation for for a different day. But I I'm, I was able to pinpoint Where that comes from, I was able to pinpoint why I don't hold on to friends the way other people hold on to friends. Mm -hmm. Like, I am a great friend to have. I am a great person to be in your corner. But, baby, if you left today, I'm going to survive. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I've never understood why people go into like this. I don't even know like the shock of like losing a friendship. And it's like that they and in my mind I'm like, they didn't die. We just no longer click. Like we were just I think we served our purpose in each other's lives. Mm. And I'm okay with that. But one might view it as like a, oh, something must be wrong with me because I don't keep friendships like that. Right. I don't, I don't put a heavy Like, the people that I rock with, the people that I have been friends with for, you know, five plus years, I don't, I'm not up their ass. Like, I don't see them consistently. Mm. I'm not always over at their house. Like, it's just not,
1: it's It's just not what happens. It's weird behavior. It's
0: weird. Like, I have, I have fruitful, successful relationships, friendships, but they, I don't put weight to them. That's why I tell people all the time, I'm a low maintenance friend. I don't need to see you every week. I don't need to see you every how every month. I don't have to see you every month. Um, you know, like but when we link up, what's what's the what's the word? What's up? It's a celebration every time we link up. Like that's just what it is. Like I haven't seen one of my homies um, but we're going to celebrate her birthday next week. We've been friends for 10 plus years. I haven't seen her in almost a year. You think I'm resentful? You think I'm upset? No. I must see her. No, that's a lie. I saw her in October for another friend's birthday. It's a lie. But I haven't seen her since October of 2022. We're in March. It's not a problem because when we link up, it's always love, and that's those. That's what works for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what works for me. When if I need her to show up, will she show up? Yes, yeah, she'll show up. That's how my friendships are. Like if I need you to show up, will you show up? They do. Pet. that's all i care about i'm not gonna sit here and be like well you didn't do this you didn't do that like i've literally had somebody tell me they can't trust me because of how i don't put a lot of weight on friendships
1: yeah and there, i was like there's people who operate but like you that. can't
0: you can't operate outside of your friends and that's weird to me yeah like that's odd to me it's
1: like it's like those you know i think that's that's like an extreme that's like an they extreme need to attachment out, issue. Yeah, like, they need to figure out where that's stemming from, and that now you know through you know self reflection and like uh, therapy and everything, I've been learning boundaries and I've been learning to set my boundaries and expectations with people. Yeah. yeah. Because if you know if you want to be a friend, there has to be a healthy you know, a healthy level to things. And communication is super important. And when I feel like you're crossing that boundary, like, I'm going to pull you to the side and be like, I'm sorry, but, like, what what was that? I thought we spoke about, mm. you know, that's not cool, you right. know? Um, and if you don't see it as an issue, that lets me know everything I needed to know. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, if you really cared, you would find the issue with what you did and take ownership of what you mm-hmm. did. Um, but, yeah, I think that even that's interesting that, but do you think, why do you think your friend, you have your friendships like that? Why do you think you don't put uh, pressure on friendships or, or this importance?
0: I think it it would go with, I think it coincides with abandonment because (laughs) I was raised without a a father. Uh, I remember watching my father leave the house and G- Never coming back. Um, and I, I don't know I, I I might have talked about the season one. Uh yeah no. So he voluntarily was like bye. Left five dollars. Left five dollars. He had two kids. Not a
1: whopping five. Left
0: five dollars. Um, on the nightstand, and I was like with one eye open watching this all happen. This is um, insane from my bunk bed. Um. So that's one you had bunk beds. We had, yeah, the, when we were kids, and the hand me downs. But that would have made fire. so
1: much more sense in my in where I was living. But anyways, uh, lol. <laughs>
0: um, and then my my brother, um, you know, leaving this earth as well. That's that's another um, disappointment, I guess, um, and not having a person there. So I think that for me, how I how I rationalized friendships
1: was. Everybody comes and everybody Every, goes. Yeah,
0: and I, I had to learn that at a super young age. So, like, I never put a lot of weight to it. And I think that I've always, I, I'm going I'm be honest man. I've always been like this. Like, I've always been very, like, uh, I question things. I've always, you know, been somebody that defended somebody who was a lot quieter. But I also was quiet. But, like, if it came to standing up for someone else. I had no problem doing that like I was friends with because, the Misfits but My, you
1: were you were being the person that you wish you had for you.
0: Right. So like I've always been a voice to the voiceless even at a young age like people would tell me something and I'd be like, "Well, why didn't you say this?" or why didn't like I was always champion championing somebody to defend themselves or I was defending somebody. So this isn't this isn't new territory. I just have a bigger vocabulary now. Mm. Um and so it's always funny like what so when people want to paint me out to be the bad guy and at a very very young age because I oh I never let people walk all over me I would call them out on their bs I was painted out to be the bad guy and so if these people were my said friends and they were able to start rumors about me they were able to you know speak ill of me and knowing that I've been nothing but a good friend to them I learned at a young age that you can you literally can choose your friends you can't yeah. pick your family but you can pick your friends so if th- this friend is not doing anything for me anymore If this friend is not is making me feel worse than i need to be you don't need to be here and so with that that became a trend for me of like okay well if you're going through that and you're gonna try and project onto me yeah i'm all set right. but i didn't realize that that's what i was doing i'm like ooh. I don't like how you're talking to me. I didn't realize that at a young age I was setting boundaries. I didn't realize that at a young age um, I was being vocal about what it, about my needs. I didn't re- I didn't realize any of those things. But now, as an adult looking back, I have been doing this. Mm. That's why when I speak about it, when people compliment me and like my confidence and stuff like that, like oh, how did you get to this point? I've always been doing it. I just didn't know the terms for them. So again, with friendships, I just don't because i, I think it's because i've been hurt in friendships for so many like so many times like i don't put i don't call people my best friend anymore because every 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 person i had called a best friend was on some stupid mm. shit um woo! and it, it, it just that's just what it is like i just oh i don't put weight family i don't put weight on either like i am like and that is what's thrusted me into this into this life of i'm okay being by myself but i enjoy the company of others. But you're not going to make me sacrifice my own peace for you to be in my presence.
1: Mm -hmm. That's
0: where that comes from. I
1: think I am the opposite because I think for so many years, I was under the impression that people were painting me out to be the bad guy. But in self-reflection, I realized I was the bad guy.
0: That's trippy too. Again, (laughs) it's like... that shit what part did you play in it
1: yep and it was just like i really was just being that toxic toxic person and i remember in my mid-20s just thinking like damn everybody thinks so negative of me and i'm like i don't understand why you know Mm -hmm. and i had to really sit down with myself like around the age of 30 and just be like you gotta change bro like it doesn't you know, and I'm not, I'm not fully there, but I, I, in so many areas of my life, I have fully like, just been like, let go, Mm. like, let it go. It's not worth it. It's not worth my peace. It's not worth my energy. So you're, so you're wrong, but you're saying that you're right. I don't have to get loud with you. Go ahead. Think that you're right. Do that. I'm not going to meet your energy. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Maybe, you know, maybe that person needs to feel that and that's fine. But you know i don't i know that i'm right i don't need you to know and i i think i've kind of learned you know before i would argue with people and i've just learned to meet people with silence of just like heard you right i got it you know and that 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 is a behavior pattern that i've now developed mm. because i wasn't always like that i was the the person that was like i'm right you are wrong nope you are wrong you know like i just got loud and it's like but are they? Because if they were wrong, why you don't have to get that loud?
0: <laughs> <They start laughs> checking yourself, like wait, wait, I that's definitely something that I've I've learned to do. Like before I, I get up here, like that rah rah, like I'm like okay, wait, time out. Why did the why is this making you mad? And then I can, by the time I get to like why this made me mad, I don't have that energy anymore because I'm like oh okay. I'm
1: I'm working on that, you know. I I you know this past week I I had a conversation at a job. And it pissed me the fuck off. Like, my, I felt my ears. I felt all the blood. Like, when I'm mad, you'll notice because my ears will turn bright red. Like, mm. there is no hiding that. And I kept asking myself, like, why is this bothering you? Yeah. Why are you mad? Why are you lashing out? Why are you acting like such a bitch? Why are you, like, wh- this is what's going through my head while my mouth is like, I don't want to fucking do that. It's like insane. And then in the end, I had to apologize and just be like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from, but I am projecting because something else in my life is not working. Mm. And here I am taking it out on y'all because I think that you're in, you're inconveniencing me. Mm. And that's not what it is.
0: You better say a word. So, you better yeah. go off. You better preach. <laughs> that was... Mm. That was good. I like Stop that. Stop so that now. Was, that was tasty. That was tasty. I like that.
1: But it, it's crazy when you really, what I would tell everyone is if you really sit back and just analyze certain situations in your life. Certain and behaviors. Search, yep. And and really just get to the root of where did this start? When did you first have this thought? What was the, the moment that somebody said something to you? Is it because they said it? You know, because also people, I feel like, they'll take it and run with it and be like, yeah, I like the color yellow because I ate a yellow lollipop. No, you probably just like the color yellow. Like, that's okay. Right. But, you know, and especially if you're one of those people who I used to have been who lash out, like, baby, I would lash with a sword. Just like, I would kill you with my tongue. Mm. And I'm just not there anymore. Like, I just, you said it like last season. You're like, you are just (laughs) so like... You don't give a fuck anymore. You be just so like let now. it go.
0: Well, when we met each other, we were on 10. Yo, we had a cool two now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't just,
0: crank up the heat. If we get to about a five, we got a problem.
1: Yeah. I just it's like you said, it's like, you know, I I've just realized that people are going to be people. There are people who are fucking hurt. There are people who like have worse lives than me, who who go home mm-hmm. to shit, mm-hmm. you know, and I I. I in my life, yes, I feel like, for me, this is not it. But at the end of the day, I always remind myself, I'm like, but you have, baby. You have what other people don't.
0: I mm, love that.
1: You have, baby, and remember that. Yeah. Humble so, yourself.
0: It's it's about humbling yourself in order to understand yourself.
1: And and the biggest thing, understand that, mother, yo, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. It ain't you, baby. They're projecting because somebody hurt their ass. And it's
0: tough. It is tough tough is so hard especially but like, sometimes
1: you gotta you know you gotta bring that old you back real quick just, like, remind, Bitch, you... just remind
0: just remind let me nah nah Just because i need to i just need to remind you who you talking to like you know what i mean like i, I do
1: that a lot while driving and i'm trying to figure out why i do that what why i get so mad because someone's following the speed limit no, I'm I'm walking
0: through malls if someone's walking too slow.
1: I am dead why ass. So why so does slow? this? Why does it upset me? And I've been asking myself while I'm driving. I'm like, why are you getting upset? Why is it Where did you, you learn to mad? do that? And it's because when I was younger, my parents had road rage. My father and my mother would just like. blurted, like, what the fuck? Did it-?
0: Yeah, no. my friend,
1: I had I've had friends that I've sit in the car and they've had road rage and. I'm just like, I don't get it. I
0: mean, even, so, even like that, like how the moment someone else is in my car, like I'll drive recklessly if it's just me. The moment that another life is in my car, I drive really safe. Because I'm like, listen, I don't want to explain to your parents why something happened to you. Like, I, like that's just, that's how my mind works. But, but like, like you said, my mom, whenever we got in the car, she, she was driving safely because she knew she had precious cargo.
1: Anyways, let's wrap this up and head over to our last section, which is A Yes, this is the last section of the show, Reposar, where we leave you guys with affirmations, shout outs, and any announcements that we have to make. Do you want to start us off?
0: announcement we are now live on the Tiki Talks Doggy we really want to get to a thousand so that way we can go live with you guys Ah! and engage with you guys as co-hosts as Sofrito Speaks so if you have not already please 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 make sure to follow us on TikTok it is the fastest growing platform that there is right now out for social media and we really want to be able to tap into all spaces of social media so that we can reach the masses in the conversations that we're having because I truly believe that today's conversation. Conversation was and is going to be transformative for somebody who's listening. And I've never said that about any topic, any conversation we've had in any season prior. So with that, I really feel like we tapped into a part of ourselves and a level of vulnerability today in order to really serve this Caldero Talk to You. So with that, we definitely want to be able to reach more people because I truly believe that what we're doing is needs to be done.
1: Yes, and for our subscribers, I want to thank you guys for tuning in this season. This is your second to last episode uh for subscribers this season and mm-hmm. then we'll be taking a two-month break and coming back for season seven with a whole new show. Yes. So y'all here y'all heard it here first. I hope you've uh enjoyed the rebranding of certain things like the way our videos are set up now. Yeah. Um but we are I think it's taken a long time, but we are like putting our hats back on and being like, "All right, let's do this. Let's let's walk into this like TLC into this forever. Love it.
0: It always <laughs> gotta be a girl group. He brings it back to you know, spot. you Real know W's how I feel about TLC. my girl
1: groups. All right, uh, what's your affirmation?
0: Oh,
1: uh, I also want to shout out Shakira, Shakira for reposting us and having people and reminding people to subscribe and support the show. Yeah. Uh, Mad. I will say in the last week, a lot of um, locals... Um, I, would, I don't want to say locals, but locals, to for a better terminology, like, uh, reposted us. And I was... I, I was humbled. I literally I was, was like,
0: like, getting notifications, and I was like, what? We like,
1: haven't been reposted in a we, while.
0: We're doing something right, mi gente. I think this season, we really... We have really... I think we finally hit our stride. It yeah. took us some time.
1: And we're just... We're just going back in. We're just going back in. We're literally
0: redissecting conversations. We have scheduled
1: meetings.
0: What?
1: We have a plan.
0: We got goals. Ah! It's different, y'all. It's different out here. Look what you can accomplish when you start to heal. (laughs) Look at therapy. We said
1: healing is boring. No, we just need to fill up that healing, you know, that healed space with productivity
0: oh you gotta say that that was good i love that i love that um so any quotes or anything like that that i would leave you guys with uh it's not a quote but it's just something i've been saying a lot recently tap into the unhealed sides or versions or areas of your life that you have yet to uncover so that way when you name it you can tame it oh <laughs> not but
1: um minds is
0: i need it to like when you say that i need you to put like at the bottom of the screen like i need it to pop mine
1: so frito speaks is aware that minds is not a plural right <laughs> it needs to be said mine right Where we're, um, aware. we're aware. you are not a bad person for needing to detach
0: we just coming with the heat today, mi gente. I
1: just, I needed to say that. It, it popped up on my um, CoStar app, and I read that, and and it stuck out to me. And I was like, this is where I'm at in my life right mm. now. Like, yep. I need to detach a little bit again, um, because I need to really focus on my goals. So, yeah. I love that. With all of that being said, my name is Ruzales, and I'm blasting off.
0: And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Okay. And- <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks.
1: Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.